Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hey folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 230 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on September 23rd, 2021. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fighting through some, like, like you know, like when you, I just bit into a chocolate bar right before we went on, and right. like, like now I'm dealing with like some like chocolate mouth, like, you know, trying to get through the opening, okay but uh, i'm gonna persevere. You can do it. i think i can folks we are two lifelong disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of disney alive in our lives every day we want to share that magic with you so pull up a chair gather the family or pop in your favorite set of headphones and let's experience the magic together pete Kev. man i almost started that over because i had like such chocolatey mouth wow uh, the three musketeer three musketeers bars have become my new favorite thing like i've always liked them but now like i love them because so my like my girlfriend's allergic to peanuts, so okay. I'm trying to like not eat as much peanut butter. So my normal candy bar of a Reese's Fast Break, I'm trying to break that habit and wean myself off of the peanut butter. Uh, okay. And so through then, I've discovered Three Musketeers bars, and they're delightful. I love Three Musketeers. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying them right now. I'm Preferably take, chilled. Yes, I'm going to take another sip of my coffee here to... Oh, yes, out of my Tony's uh, restaurant mug. Not the one in Disney. It's just like a like a Lady in the Tramp mug. Nice. Yeah. Um, righty then. Are you uh, ready to jump into another fun-filled week of Disney news and then an e-ticket attraction that will delight and inspire? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, so, folks, before we start, the news brought to you, as always, by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find Dave by reaching out at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. You know where Dave is right now? I do. Cruise on the high seas uh, on a yeah. Disney cruise. We are When's gonna... he come back? Tomorrow? I think so. I've been getting... He's been sending me pictures from the ship. Uh, okay. It's not the ship that I'm going on because I'm going on the Wish, which is still being built. But he he's like giving me an idea of like what it's going to be like because he just booked my cruise, as I said last week. So why is he? Why doesn't he send me pictures? Because you will never, ever, ever go on a cruise. That's probably true. Yeah, it's uh, it's just not in the cards for you. Right. Um. So we are. So oh, we're going to have Dave on the show. Uh, I'm hoping next week to talk about his cruise, give a little trip report. Pete's going to pretend like he cares. And uh, you're going to hear real authenticity. Yeah, I, I I can't wait. It's going to be like our Run Disney episode times ten. Yep. I I'm so <laughs> sad that nobody ever got to hear that episode because that was like it, it was the first episode that ever got like corrupted and lost. And I tell that story frequently. What that we had this like horrible episode where we were like just completely like non enthusiastic about the topic. It was just a great night all around, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. I remember I was there. <laughs> uh, that is a story that will live in infamy that our listeners will always have to wonder about. No worldwide news this week. 
Oh, the okay. only thing that I thought was worldwide news, I ended up including in Magic Kingdom. So we will um, okay know, cover it there. Resort news, though, California Grill is getting a new prefix menu in honor of the 50th anniversary. Have you noticed they're doing a lot of prefix menus now? Well, it's a wonderful way to make people spend more than they want to. Yeah, I feel like they really like they rolled it out with be our guest, see how it went, and now you're seeing prefix menus pop up everywhere. And now California Grill. Uh, so the California Grill Disney's Contemporary Resort celebrating the 50th anniversary with a new lim- limited time prefix menu from October 3rd, 2021. Uh, pricing for adults is eighty nine dollars per person, ages ten and up. Uh, plus, plus tax and gratuity. And for children, $39, ages 3 to 9, plus tax and gratuity. The new limited time three-course meal will be offered starting October 3rd with reservations available from September 23rd, which is today. All right, so here's what you're getting. You choose one of the following. California Grill Sushi Classics Trio. That's blue crab, California roll, shrimp tempura roll, and spicy cousin ca- roll. Uh, a cascade roll. A lobster and parsnip bisque soup. House-made artisanal-style duck l'orange pizza, heirloom apple salad, and braised beef short rib wontons. Then you choose one of the following. This is your entree. Oak-fired filet of beef, Monterey Bay chapino. It's like shrimp and clams and mussels and scallops and butterfish uh, and crab and a whole bunch of stuff. Florida Coast black grouper. Free-range plancha-seared chicken, cast-iron-grilled pork tenderloin, handcrafted squash and mushroom ravioli, or a 35-ounce beef ribeye tomahawk steak for two. And this is an enhancement available for additional for an additional surcharge. That's not included. Sweet creations. Choose one of the following for dessert. Five magical bites, 50 years in the making. That's honey, lemon, carrot, strawberry, and chocolate. Iridescent Grand Marnier souffle. Uh, Valrona chocolate torte. Lavender sugar donuts and the chef's selection of California cheeses. This sounds really good. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I always loved California Grill. It's one of my. It's one of my faves. I've so. never done it. I always want to, but honestly, I always look at the menu and I have a little bit of a picky family at times. Yeah, so. but you know what? For me, like California Grill's got to be a special occasion. It's got to be like an anniversary or a birthday. Like it's not a place where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm free this Friday night. How about California Grill? Well, for us, Disney bucks. trips are special occasions. We only do it really once a year, so. Right, I'm talking about from my perspective. Um, but yes, I, I, I definitely get that. But even on a Disney, even if I was going on a Disney vacation, it would have to be like a big milestone vacation, like celebrating something major to to justify right. a California Grill uh, experience here. Is it? Was it in the dining plan? Was it two credits? I'm sure. Has it been? Um, no water park news, no Disney Spring news, but we got a lot of Magic Kingdom news. The Mickey and Minnie statues, the 50th uh, statues, have been dedicated. Did you see this? I did. Yeah. Um, the Walt Disney World president, Jeff Vale, un- unveiled <laughs> Vale unveiled uh, a new dedication plaque at Magic Kingdom to celebrate cast members past, present, and future. It says... Walt Disney World cast members have always been the heart of our magic. These statues of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse are dedicated to celebrate cast members past, present, and future. Thank you for making Walt Disney's dream a reality. Dedicated this 15th day of September, 2021. There you go. Are we going to dedicate all the statues? I hope so. Because like, by the time you're getting to like the 50th one, like you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel for who to thank, right? Right. Like I would, I would like to get one dedicated to me. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe us, like, as part of the show. Right. All the business we brought them. Um, 
You can find the Mickey Mini and the dedication plaque at the hub in the Magic Kingdom just in front of Cinderella Castle. They're very easy to spot. These Fab 50 statues, you know, I think I was expecting them to all be kind of like the size of the statues that are normally found around the hub, like the Dumbo and all that stuff. I, they are huge. They, they look big. They are massively huge because I've been... I've been to all four parks within the last, like, two weeks, and so I've been seeing them around, and they are immense. Uh, Way bigger than I thought they were going to be. 50th anniversary banners have just gone on Cinderella Castle. More 50th anniversary decor has been added ahead of the start of the celebration on October 1st. There are new banners on the turrets and the flagpoles in the castle courtyard. They depict scenes from Cinderella. Along with the art from Cinderella, the banners, banners also include a big, stylish 50. Also uh, added to the Mickey and Minnie topiaries outside of the Magic Kingdom, so that's before you go. That's like right at the touch points to get it to gain entry. They have added a birthday cake, a 50th anniversary oh. birthday cake. Instead of turning okay. the castle into one, they included it outside. There you go. That might be a smarter idea. Yeah, yeah, Maybe a little bit more restraint this year. Okay, so this is the one I almost put at worldwide news, and I think I am I'm like obsessed with this, Pete. I think it's so cool. They've added a 50th anniversary scene to the electrical water pageant. I heard about this. This is so neat because the electrical water pageant has not been updated in Lord knows how long. Right? Right. Uh, Walt Disney World's electrical water pageant will be updated with a new scene to celebrate Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. The new scene joining the world's most magical celebration will feature Cinderella Castle in blue with the 50 icon in the center. Accompanying the pageant will be a special version of the celebration anthem, The Magic is Calling. According to Disney, the new scene will be bookending the full traditional show as it sails nightly. That's so neat. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'm very, very excited about that. Like, because, you know, the electrical water pageant, I think, has been around, like, since opening, right? Like, Yeah, forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's re- it's always been a thing. And, you, and and it's classic. But, like, adding a new adding a new thing but not taking anything away from it is fantastic. I love it. The Main Street Confectionery is reopening next week on September 29th following an extensive refurbishment. The shop's been closed since March 29th with the nearby Main Street Cinema serving as a temporary location. When the Main Street Confectionery reopens, there will be a brand new look, new interactive features to customize your confections, and an expanded layout. I can't wait to see what this new look's going to be. I really am hoping it's not keeping in line with other new looks, which we'll talk about in a little bit. What What did you think of the... Uh... We'll get there. Okay. We're going to get there in Epcot. Uh, no, Mickey... I'm talking about the I'm talking about the confectionery. Oh, oh, what did I think about like the way the confectionery was originally? No, like, what did you, did you see, like, how they have, like, basically, it's, like, advertisement for, it says Skittles in the window now. Oh, I hate that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Why? Because I guess they're, you know, kind of, like, co-branding it with Mars. Oh, for the love of All right. It's it's old-timey, like, you know, the way it's, like, in the window. So it doesn't, like, stand out like a sore thumb or anything. As long as it fits the theming, I'm fine. It does. Like, I mean, I, I almost want to say you wouldn't even notice. My thing is, I, w- I want it to still have that that old-timey charm when you walk in. I don't want I it think to, it does. I think I, it still looks like yeah, that. I don't want it to become a department store the way, like, you know, certain other stores have, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mickey's PhilharMagic is going down for a month-long refurbishment. Uh, it's going to be during October to install a new digital projection system. So when the movie reopens... Uh, on November 11th, it will be, de- it, I'm sorry, reopens on November 12th, it will be debuting the new Coco scene. 
So that has not been de- that has not happened yet. It will be debuting on November twelfth. I really like that they're able to like update something like this. Yeah, and you know what? Like, and they didn't take anything away to do it. They just made it. They made the show a little longer. Yeah, they just extended the show by a couple minutes. So this will be closing October eleventh. So if you're there for the fiftieth, you can still go on it. Main Street Cinema is also getting an overlay for the fiftieth anniversary. It will be um, home themed to the Vault Collection 50th Anniversary merchandise. This retro-inspired overlay will be filled with vintage photos, colors, and details, including backdrops and props inspired by attractions from Walt Disney World Resort history. The Main Street Cinema is currently serving as a temporary sweet treat store until the upcoming reopening of the Main Street Confectionery. Okay, Epcot news. All right, we ready? Got to go to the creation shop. Oh, I didn't even think about this. Tell me about yeah, it. No, this is what we were talking about when I said we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. It I mean, does not look it's good. It's so bad, dude. It's so awful. Like, I and again, believe. we try to be positive on this show, but, but like, I come know. on. From mouse gear to this, it looks I mean, like it looks like Target or any any big box department store. It's got a couple cool murals on the wall, but it's smaller than mouse gear was because they had to like chop out a section of it for Club Cool. I can't believe, you know, I know I'm crazy because, like, I love a store, right? Like, I mean, it's like, I'm like Disney's, like, Target. Like, hey, right. that guy will buy a bunch of stuff. Like, Mouse Gear was my absolute favorite. I mean, I loved it. I've taken pictures of my children in front of Mouse Gear. I like it that much. This just looks, like, as dr- so generic. It is. It's very generic. There's no, There's no heart or originality or character to it. I'm telling you, any of these places that they have to hype up all the time on TikTok and you're like, hmm, it's almost like we really got to go a long way to sell you this one. Things that don't need to be sold typically don't need to be sold. I don't understand why they're trying to suck the like the magic out of things like like creating this and what they did to World of Disney, just creating this like drab humdrum big box department store feel i mean like like we used to always like you know be like oh what's better the emporium or mouse gear like the emporium is scores better now but until that changes i hope that never happens i really really hope they leave it alone club cool is also now attached to the creation shop which is interesting. So like so when I was going I was like okay, let's go to Club Cool and I went to like the other side, like the side by like where Soren is because that's where Club Cool always was. It's not there. It's like you have to go like around the corner toward Mission Space, but the line was immense and I'm like I am not waiting on a long line to get into Club Cool. Yeah. You know, you think there's like a bouncer out there like trying to determine who's cool enough to get in? Was he in like Coke gear? Oh, 100%. Like got to be wearing it. like like full decked out Coca Cola like windbreaker and sunglasses with the Coke logo on it. That's awesome. <sighs> but yeah, so a new snack stand is opened by the Creation Shop. That's something. Now wait a minute, you're, you're telling me in Creation Shop you didn't even see any good like merchandise or anything. I mean, there was some cool. There's some cool merchandise. They're doing a lot of Epcot merchandise, like with the geodesic design of Spaceship Earth. I saw that, but I, none of that speaks to me, unfortunately. I really like it. I think it's neat. I think it's like a very like unique kind of Epcot-y thing. I mean, look, the merchandise is fine. It's the same merchandise we've always had. It's just, it's it's just you know, the, it's the packaging. I guess that's the problem. 
You know, like I like the big gears, Mickey and Donald and Goofy on them. You got a couple murals with Mickey on them, but that's about it. It's it. They don't even have like the cool things. Like, like World of Disney still has a couple cool things. Like they've got like the Tinkerbell thing that runs around. They've got the they've got the animation cells on the wall that kind of come to life. This doesn't have any of that, dude. Nothing and creations. What is create? What is that? What even is that? I have no idea. So Epcot has a new snack kiosk alongside the brand new creation shop. The stand offers popcorn, ice cream, and drinks, including beer. So there you go. Um, specifically, you've got popcorn, popcorn in a bucket, um, souvenir bucket, which you can refill for $2. Uh, the Mickey Premium Ice Cream Bar, which is now billed as the Nestle Mickey's Premium Ice Cream Bar. Did you notice okay. that? Yep. And the Nestle Premium Mickey's Ice Cream Sandwich. I don't know if they were always Nestle, but, like, it's weird that, like, they're now, like, calling it that. Okay. I'm not, like, it, it feels like they're getting sponsorships for everything now. I'm not opposed to that. Like, I don't mind, like, you know, brand sponsorship. That stuff doesn't really bother me. But, I mean, it's I always just... been a thing, but, yeah, like, it seems like a lot now it's happening. It's not like you're going to walk up to, you know, uh, a car and be like, hey, can I get a a Mickey bar? And they're going to be like, wait, do you mean a Nestle Mickey bar? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Putting a word in front of it doesn't bother me. But like, I I just I still want everything to be like Disney. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But it, but, it, you know, it, and it's like, oh, well, you know, happily ever after presented by Pandora and like. It's just a lot of branding, which I mean, look, they've always like, you know, Muppet Vision was presented by Kodak and right, all the, right. yeah, everything was presented by Kodak for a while. So um, it's not a new thing, but it just seems like it's happening more now than it was before. So uh, as far as beer choices here, you can get a Bud Light or a Yingling. Holiday storytellers are returning to Epcot. This I was really happy to see. The 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays is shaping up to be much more like business as usual with more entertainment expected to return. Disney recently confirmed the Candlelight Processional will return for 2021, and it now seems the festival will also see the return of holiday storytellers. A recent casting call went out from Disney Live Entertainment looking for equity performers to play the roles of holiday storytellers in each of the World Showcase countries. So this is things like Père Noël, La Bifana, the the um, Father Christmas, like, you know, those, those kinds of things, which I'm really right. happy to see that come back. The characters tell holiday stories and traditions and have been part of the Epcot holiday season for many years. Both the Candlelight Processional and Holiday Storytellers are missing from Epcot during the 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Space 220 has opened. That is the next thing we're talking about here. Uh, Space 220 officially lifted off this week, offering guests a virtual ride to the Centauri Space Station. A dedication ceremony took place that morning, featured executives from operating partner Patina Restaurant Group, Delaware North, Disney, and special guest Mickey and Minnie. Located in what will become the World Discovery neighborhood of Epcot, Space 220 is part of the Mission Space Pavilion now, serving lunch and dinner with prefix menus along with a lounge with its own Light Bites menu. The journey begins in the lobby of Space 220, where groups are issued boarding passes to board the space elevators to the Centauri space station located 220 miles above the Earth. As liftoff begins, you see and feel Epcot drop away from under your feet and then views of Earth uh, as you rapidly ascend to the space station. It's reminiscent of the hydrolators at the former Living Seas. The launch experience, they say, is a lot of fun. This is WWMagic.com reporting. And the younger visitors will be convinced they're heading into space. 
Lighting, audio, and underfoot physical rumbling all adds to the effect and realism of the ascent. Once, this, once at the space station, you pass through richly detailed hallways where you also get a glimpse of the spinning grow zone representing some of the restaurant's produce. Passing through the hallways, you ultimately reach the expansive 600-plus capacity dining room. Arriving in the dining room, your attention is immediately drawn to the windows at the rear of the dining room, offering a panoramic view of the Earth below you. The view changes by day and night to reflect the conditions on Earth, and there are even some space tourists who occasionally come into view. The view is detailed and realistic, with the windows providing a realistic sense of depth to the scene. There are multiple planes of view to the display system, allowing the objects to be displayed at different depths. All the tables have a great view of the windows with tiered levels, ensuring a view for everyone. A common, relaxing, spacey background soundtrack sets the mood and is a welcome elapse from the tussle and bustle of the theme park back on Earth. A lounge at the top of the dining room offers its own menu of light bites, non-prefix menu, and is available as a walk-up without any reservations required, even after September 27th when reservation seating goes into effect. Guests seated in the lounge can also order from the main menu, although guests in the main dining room cannot offer from the lounge menu. The lounge area actually looks pretty neat. The lounge is surprisingly large, offers an excellent option for anyone who has not made a reservation but wishes to take the, the food and experience of Space 220. As part of the media preview, www.magic.com sampled a number of dishes. Um, and they talk about that for a little bit, but I'm not going to go into that because I want to try the food for myself. Uh, again, you know, we talked about this. The food doesn't look all that, like, at all that mind-blowing to me. No, it doesn't. Especially for the price. Uh, drinks are not included, but are available in both alcoholic and non-alcoholic versions. Uh, some even feature a table-side preparation. Apparently, there's one that has Pop Rocks that come with it, that you put the Pop Rocks inside. I saw that. Uh, with the purchase of any non-alcoholic cocktail, or tr- guests receive a pack of Space 220 collectible trading cards. Designed exclusively... So, Go ahead. I was going to say, did you see that reservations went up for this? Did they? Yeah, so reservations went up Monday. Okay. So, of course, I'm like, oh, I got to get one, right? My kids want to do this. Heather and I, I don't think it looks terrible, but I don't think it looks unbelievable. You know what I mean? But I was like, I'm down to do the experience. So let's, you know. I think you got to do it once. Yeah, right. Like, let's do it. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with doing it for lunch. It's a little bit cheaper. I'm like, you know, I can, you know, make this concession. So we're going to do it. So reservations go up monday so wouldn't you think like everything they're gonna go up at 6 a.m right of course right i mean that's what time everyone's getting on to do their reservation i'm sensing from your tone that that's not what happened so i get up early that day and i pop on to the website at like 5 30 a.m right okay by 5 35 i have my reservations okay by six o'clock, almost everything's gone. Oh yeah, so it's a good thing you got up early. So I mean, how many people like normal like would have gotten up and six a.m. Okay, let me crank this out, see if I can get one. Right. And instead, got completely. Now, is this because Disney knew they had not just people doing their sixty plus tens, but they have, you know, months of people booking at once, so they was going to overload the system? I mean, I assume that's why. Right. Right. But I mean, it's crazy. Like, and now listen, they never said it's going up at 6 a.m. Like, they didn't say that. But uh, it is odd that a lot of people probably really missed out on this who really wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely true. I think this is going to be one of those hard, really hard reservations to get for a long time. 
Yeah. I think you're right. Especially with it with it offering something very new and very, very themed, which is going to be the subject of our e-ticket attraction. The theming looks excellent. I didn't watch any of like, the YouTuber videos or anything like that because I want to just kind of experience for myself. But I've seen enough pictures to kind of get a grasp of what it's going to be. Right. And, uh, lunch begins at 1130 daily with dinner. Dinner beginning at 4 p.m. No discounts are currently available. Animal Kingdom news. The demolition of Primeval World has begun. So walls are up. And you can see that uh, one of the larger pieces has been removed from the top of the left hill, of the lift hill and it's now laying on the ground. So how many times do you think you've done Primeval Whirl in your life? Twice. Okay. That's about what I've done. Which is weird. I kind of wish I had done it more. I wish I did it less. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't hate it. I thought it was a fun um, thing while waiting for a fast pass. I don't care about that, right? I mean, few people do. That's why it's gone. Well, I think people were getting hurt on it, which is why it's gone. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. All righty. That's the news this week. We have no Hollywood Studios news. so. Um, all right. All right. So let's take a quick break here from our sponsors, and we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer, folks. Take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to 
your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well i'm a monster i'm here as an exchange student from the monster world where growing up i fell in love with the world of human pop culture unfortunately not a lot of monsters share that passion so i came here to experience all of these things that i love and to share that passion with all of you i do this through my youtube channel with regular video blogs One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! Hey listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, we love Disney dining on this show. Let me repeat that one more time because it bears repeating. We love Disney dining on this show. Walt Disney World is home to some incredible culinary concoctions that are just out of this world. But more so even than the food, the theming of some Walt Disney World restaurants are just absolutely incredible. Take a look at the new Space 220 that just opened. This restaurant has taken a menu that looks okay, but has combined it with theming that is absolutely sensational and incredible. So we figured for this week, why not talk about some of that theming? That's why for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about the top 10 restaurant themes in Walt Disney World. And our e-ticket attraction is brought to you, as always, by our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com for all of your crib and stroller rental needs in the Orlando area. All right, Pete. So with this list, we're taking a bit of a different view. Like, we're not taking 
food quality of food into consideration here at correct which is difficult in a way yes and we are we are talking table service we are talking counter service and we are even talking lounges in this because there is a lot of um there there's a lot of stuff to to go over here a lot of really great theming all right you ready to hop into this list let's do it starting from number 10 Number 10, we are going all the way over to Hollywood Studios. And now, I feel like right away we're going to anger some people with this list. Just based on what number 10 is. Like, but okay. we both love it. And again, folks, here's the thing. You have to take the food out of consideration when talking about this. Okay? Because number 10 is Pizza Rizzo. Come on. it's a, I, I love it. I like it also. I know people don't like it. I know this is like a hated thing. I, I you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something else. I like it. I like the exterior and the interior. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. Like a Muppet themed restaurant. I was always going to love it. Look, it's not Gonzo's Pandemonium Pizza Parlor the way it was supposed to be when, when we were supposed to get Muppet Studio in Hollywood Studios where your pizza would come out to you on a conveyor belt with a TV next to you where Gonzo would give you, you know, updates from the kitchen or whatever. But it's still it's still fine. You know, you got the Disney pizza, which is whatever. The meatball sandwich, though, fantastic. I really like the meatball sandwich there. Well, we're not talking about food, Kevin. We're not talking about food, I know. But I needed to get that out there. <laughs> I uh, will say, though, it, it is when you're sitting in there, it kind of has like a pizza place vibe, which is yeah. what I'm looking for. But it's also got that Muppety vibe. You got Muppet pictures on the wall. You've got yep. you've got. Themed- well, that's listen, that's the real thing. If this was, you know, random guys, pizza kitchen, this would not be on our list. Correct. We both love it because of the Muppet nods and yeah. like how cool. It is. Well, and you've got you've got themed trash cans in there, which I love. Yep. You like, know, I love what that other also. what other restaurant has their own garbage can theme? Right. You know, they got all like the Yamada don't work here, like, you know, like all that stuff. Like, But I think the real great, the best theming in this place is when you go upstairs and you find the wedding reception room. Right. That's really cool with the music playing and the lights. And on the outside in the cork board, there's some great Easter eggs, including the Pa Otter with um, memorial service, which you can see vaguely like outlined on it. It's not like up there, but you can see it like as an imprint. And that is a reference to Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which I mean, look, which I grew up with. So. Yeah, and you're ref- you're referencing Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas in Disney World. To me, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm good. Thank you. I love it. Also, all right, number number nine. We are going to the Magic Kingdom with this one, and we are going to Cinderella's Royal Table. Now, I know you you and I had a little bit of a conversation about this. Yeah, I was against putting this on the list at first, but you made some good points. So why don't you make listen? Those eating in the castle is such a thing mm-hmm. that I've talked to so many people who are like, oh, I booked this. And I'm like, it's okay. That guy, no, we just wanted to try eating in the castle. How could every, how could you not want to eat in the castle? Yeah, and I mean, the theming is pretty cool with the coats of arms. It has a very medieval fantasy land feel. And of course, the yep. princesses being there is a huge get, you know, when that's going on. It's not going I gotta be honest with you, I don't even need the princesses there. I, I swear to you, I like it enough. I, I mean, granted, I'm talking about just a regular restaurant. I go in there and order off the menu. Maybe, I, I don't know, I think it's, it, being able to look out over Fantasyland, come on, yeah. right there. But the, That's a huge thing. But the theming, it really feels like you're in like a medieval castle yeah. banquet hall. And the fact that it's Cinderella's castle is just a bonus. They've even got the Disney yeah. family coat of arms in there, I believe. Maybe even a better exterior and interior than uh, Pizza Rizzo. Yeah, probably. Probably. (laughs) 
I mean, look, if you're counting the entire castle as the exterior of this restaurant, then yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got pretty the best. impressive. It's, got, it's a pretty impressive uh, facade. Uh, all right, number eight, we're going to Disney Springs. It is our only Disney Springs on this list, I believe. And that is Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Now, we love Indiana Jones. Yes. And so Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar represented a great, um, you know, a great inclusion of a classic movie into the Disney family. Now that Disney owns Lucasfilm, they own Indiana Jones, is, you know, this repurposed airplane hangar, the diving bell, which I've gotten to sit in before, is really neat. Even the exterior, like with the boat on the side, it's just really cool. Thing. And there's so many little Easter eggs. I And the map, you have the map with like the red arrows and stuff like that. Yep. Now, I know you aren't 100% a huge fan of this place. I'm not. So, yeah, why don't you walk us through a little bit about why this is not your favorite place? Uh, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I've eaten there. I just... I wish it was almost a little bit more over the top, not so subtle. Indiana Jones. Well, what would you prefer? Like, would you like this? Would you prefer yeah. this to be like a Temple of Doom? <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. Do you want the you know, of, like, you want the Ark of the Covenant like behind the bar? <laughs> yeah, no, like I would like something crazy like that. Um, but but I get what it is. I just think a lot of people could go in this place and never realize what it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. yeah, you might not realize it's Indiana Jones if you don't already know. Because right. Jock Lindsay is not really like, like, right. you, someone's like, when someone's say, like, oh, hey, yeah, when someone's like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you'd be like, oh, I gotta love that Jock Lindsay and his snake Reggie. Right. The, uh, you That's know, the only thing. I, I like the, the, you know, you've got like the Henry Jones Sr. like, like drink. You've got yep. the Reggie's Revenge. The Henry Jones Sr. was like a scotch, which is perfect because it's Sean Connery and he's Scottish. Yep. Uh, you know, just so many really cool Indiana Jones style drinks, like the Golden Idol and all so many good things. I really like it. And I like the food there, too. I mean, yes, this is a lounge. It's not a restaurant. but And we're not talking about the food, but still. So, yeah. All right. Moving along. Uh, I mean, would you agree with that, though, that like, you know, part of theming is like when when food and beverage items are named or themed after. Sure. You know, your I mean, I know we're not really doing food, but I know exactly what you're saying. Well, we're not talking about the quality of the food, but I think yeah. that like having something like the Reggie's Revenge and it's in that like glowing green thing. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. Absolutely. I agree. And, and it adds to the theming of this. All right. Number seven. We're going back to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios getting on the board twice here. And we are going to 50s primetime. Now, a lot of people might be wondering why this is so far down the list. And that's because you hate this place. I do hate that place. But you can't, you, you, you can't like, deny that the theming is top notch. I think the theming is okay. Yeah. I, I mean, think it's over the top, which is what I like. Yes. I, I, it, yeah. I, I, it's like, okay. I like the kitchen table feel, the little TVs. The you know the, the the wait staff like getting on you about finishing your vegetables and stuff like that. It's fun. It's cool. Like it, it's always cool to watch your dad get yelled at for putting his elbows on the table. Right. I think they've like gone. I think they've calmed down with like the scolding a little bit more in recent years. Yeah, the last few times I've gone there, they haven't even done it. So yeah, yeah, and it's you know, but I really and. Again, we're not talking quality of food, but the theming of the food fits the theme of the restaurant. And that is, you know, fried chicken, meatloaf, pot roast, things that you would have in, you know, Dick Van Dyke's kitchen on the Dick Van Dyke show. Right. Or, you know, I Love Lucy or whatever, or Wanda and Vision and WandaVision. 
Okay, number six, we're going to Epcot. Epcot is getting on the board here, and that is the San Angel Inn. You know, I, you got to have this on the list. What cool theming. I mean, first of all, the entire pyramid has really cool theming. And this, and I think the theming of this restaurant kind of ties in just with the overall theming of the pyramid itself, which is one of the most well-themed areas in Disney. I, Anytime we've ever talked about going here, I got to be honest with you, it's never for the food. No, I, yeah, the food, no. Is, the the food, food, is, the food fine. is fine, but like we've uh, it is a matter of going inside of that pyramid and sitting out under the night sky and yes. like, you know, I, I think it's it has to be on the list. It's a great example. This is one where, you know, when you take that first trip to Disney and you go in there, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple restaurants like that where you're like, oh awesome this yep. is something and that's really what this entire list is about and yep. you know it would be impossible to not have that on the list the uh I, have you ever sat by the water because i've never sat by the water there and i've always wanted to i have yeah see i feel like that's even cooler because you have the boats going by for the the three caballeros definitely definitely and listen this is just you know, in, in Disneyland, they have a restaurant that's very similar. So the concept had kind of been done and, and they were really just kind of able to make it like, you know, a, a more perfect version of it. Right. But they're theming it to, you know, Mexico and a Mayan pyramid as opposed yep. to like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. so, it's so great. So I assume it's New Orleans themed in Disneyland. Right? Yes. Yep. Which, which one is that? Blue, is that Blue Bayou? Uh, yep. Cool. It's cool. Cause it actually overlooks pirates. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of blue Bayou before, but I've never obviously been there since blue I'm Bayou really much smaller also, but it's Disneyland. So it's smaller kind of than San Angel Inn. Oh yeah. Really? Cause San Angel. Inn's yeah, who knows? Huge. Maybe they're saying they just seem smaller, you know, cause the perspective of San Angel is a little different because you have the marketplace there, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, blue Bayou is not very big. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, with San Angel Inn, you can kind of like tie in La Cava Tequila because it's all kind of in that area, but we're yeah. not really doing it. La Cava Tequila used to be the easiest, pl- like the, the best little hole in the wall place that nobody knew about. And let me tell you, you know who knows about that now, Pete? Everybody. Everybody. There's always a line. There's always a huge line now. There was never a line before, yeah. but it's become like this place that everybody wants to go. So everybody goes there. There you go. All right. Moving on. We're in our top five now. The best of the best. The the creme de la creme, if you would. And Magic Kingdom is back on our list. And we are going to the Jungle uh, Navigation Company LTD Skipper Canteen. Now, you've now, I've never done this. I know. I know you've never eaten it. there. I've done it a couple times. And I will tell you that theming wise, this place is absolutely incredible. Everything from the waiter telling Jungle Cruise jokes, like, to just the theming of the rooms, the, the you know, the, the food is themed to the, to the theme of the restaurant. You've got the, um, the, the Explorer's Room the doc, with Dr. Albert Falls. It just ties in so beautiful. Because not only is this a great themed restaurant with a story, Pete, it ties in to a beloved attraction. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and how many other rest? Can you think of any other restaurants nope. that tie into an attraction? No, nope, right? not not that's not that is attraction specific. Yeah. I mean, like you can maybe make the argument that Space 220 ties into Mission Space, but it's not it, it really doesn't like it. Yes, it's space. And that is also space. But this is like directly tied into the story of the Jungle Cruise. And I think that is so cool. Earns it a spot in the top five. Uh, you know, I could have made an argument for this being in like the top three, 
but I decided, you know, we decided five was 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 fair. Right. The one thing I really like when you are just like a, a glass of like regular tap water, they call it river river water. Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was funny. There's just so like it's just like the once you are getting seated at your table, they start in with the jokes. Like I mean, in, that's what you expect. Yeah, it's perfect. immediately. It's like basically your waiter is a skipper, basically. Uh, all right, number four, and we're we just mentioned it. We're going to Epcot Space Two Twenty. Now, okay, you, now I feel like I've been there. Yes, because we've seen so much Space Two Twenty stuff this week. Yes, hundred like, percent. It is impossible to see anything Disney this week and not see Space Two Twenty. And what's interesting um, to me about Space Two Twenty is it's a restaurant with a pre-show. Yeah. Gotta love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know me, I love a pre-show. Me too. I love a pre-show unless it's Flight of Passage. I'm curious to see how good the screens are, like when you're in the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I, you gotta think that they're good, right? Yeah, I would think so. Oh man, I am. Yeah, I'm excited to try it out. It's it's pricey, but I mean, I really like the idea of looking out into space. Me too. I really do. And, you know, obviously, folks, you're not actually in space, which apparently well, needs to be said. People, there were apparently people that um, it might have been Dave that told me about this, but I guess somebody thought that, like, the Star Wars Star Cruiser actually went into space. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, are they thinking that because of how expensive it is? <laughs> like, for that price, you better be blasting me into orbit. <laughs> like, Disney apparently had to put a disclaimer in to be like, you don't actually go to space. That's awesome. <laughs> Lowest common denominator, folks. All right. So, yeah, number four. I mean, you know, we couldn't justify it at one or two because we haven't physically been there yet. You know, like like the the screen in real life might look weird or it just might not gel with us. But that's why it's number four, because it's undeniably awesome. We just kind of haven't experienced it yet. Are you going to try and go? I will try to go. I don't know when it's going to happen. Hopefully by the end of the year. uh, There's a good chance, though, it won't. Uh, It depends. You know, I'm moving in a month and then there's the holidays. So it's a lot of expenses. It's hard to really justify, you know, a meal. that's like, what is it like? Isn't it like 80 bucks or something like that? Uh, So the lunch is 55 for 59. Yeah. And the dinner is 79. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's pre-drinks. Yeah, Pre-text. well, I mean, that's, I don't do anything but Diet Coke anyway, so. Right, right. I've I've kind of, jo- like, I'll have a drink once in a while, like, here and there, if it's something, like, special, but for the, on, on the most part, I really don't drink anymore. Huh, okay. Yeah, it started with dieting, because I'm like, oh, empty calories, whatever, you know, and then I just kind of got that. used to not drinking, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't miss it. So. I mean, I've never done it, so yeah, it saved me a lot of a lot of Disney money not drinking. Apparently. Exactly, exactly. All right, number three, back to the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to be our guest. Now, a lot of people would have made this number one. You think so? I think so. One of look, this is a themed restaurant that ties directly into one of the most beloved Disney movies of all time. Doesn't tie into an attraction, but ties right into a movie, and it is a centerpiece of a major you know, land in the Magic Kingdom, and I think a lot of people would have made this their number one. Huh. You got... Uh, I mean... And and it's it's putting you in an iconic Disney locale, that being the ballroom. That's true. That is very true. And you know what? As opposed to some of our other uh, spots on this list, Mm -hmm. you can't say they didn't make it big enough. Yeah. That thing's enormous. It is, but you know... I love sitting in the West Wing. 
Of course. That's who wouldn't. That's that, the best. Part. That's the place. Like right by the rose. I love like the thunder and lightning effect where the beast Me too. The, the the beast portrait transforms. Like really, really cool. And here's the thing. I've eaten in the West Wing a couple times, right? Okay. A couple at requests. You know, my kids were still a little bit younger when this restaurant opened and that was like a real thing they wanted to do. The first time we we ate there, we sat in the what is it, the gallery? Is that what it is? Yes. I was just about to say that if I got sat in the gallery, I'd be really disappointed because that was my first time we ate there and I was really sick. I remember being really congested and like my face hurt almost from being so like stuffed up. Mm. So that was a really difficult night, but we ate there and it wasn't like stellar. We went back and we had eaten in the West wing actually a couple of times. The last time I went there, which I believe was two years ago, we got one of the window seats in the ballroom. Okay. And it was wonderful. And part of me was just like, you know what? I don't got to do this for a long time. Yeah. We we've eaten West Wing. We've had the the rose table. Yep. Like me you know too. we've eaten, had that table too. That one. Like I, I've done everything there is to do there. I don't necessarily go there for the food. I go there because I love the restaurant. So I'm I'm good for a long time on that place. You know the other thing that I really love about it is the inclusion of the beast. Yeah. Because well, it's not like a, yeah, it's not like a character meal where like the characters are coming to your table the beast is coming in like he's your host and you're his guest and you are being his guest uh, yeah and you know i've even during covid they've always had the beast coming come out it was cooler when you could meet him at the end but yeah or in the beginning wasn't it in the beginning or was it at the end as you that left? was before you left oh i don't i remember meeting him but i don't remember when it was so all right well that's number three beer and, and this you know being able to look out the window and see the snow that's it's pretty, wonderful that's pretty neat i like that a lot uh, and, and I like, and again, we're not talking about the food quality, but I like that they've included the gray stuff because it ties into the movie and ties into the theme. Yeah. I've never really been wowed by the food there, but I've definitely never been disappointed. Yeah. So yeah. You know, like that, the prefix, have you done the prefix menu? Yes. I have too. I like the prefix menu. I've, I, my, my go-to is the French onion soup, the filet mignon, and then the dessert, the dessert platter, which right. I like. All right, number two, and this was uh, this was number one for a while when we were making this list. We're going back to Hollywood Studios, and it is Sci-Fi Dine-In. I mean, come on. Come on. This is really my number one in my heart. Yeah. Um, this is the place that when I went for the first time, and I was like, we need some place to eat. Let's stick our head in here. Yeah. And we ate there, which, by the way, tells you its own story that in 1998 you could just walk up to there and they'd mm-hmm. be like cool we'll sit you right over here that was the um, first time i ate in there too it was 2003 and i needed a place to eat by myself because i was like away from my like my family was at a water park and i was like i'm gonna go you know off on my own i was 18 and i was just like oh let me pop my head in here and it's the same exact story and i was like what is this it's wonderful yeah. i had no idea what it was and they walk you through that back set you know, look, and when we turned that corner and went in and all the cars, I was like, this is fantastic. This is what I expected at Disney World. Oh, 100%. And one of my favorite, uh, you know, I love like merchandise of any kind. And one of my favorite things ever is when you used to get a kid's meal there, that you would get a sci-fi glow-in-the-dark frisbee. That's what the dessert was served on. Neat. And I still have mine. Um, I love it. I think it's super cool. I almost wish they would bring it back. Really cool, like little, because if you know, there's a lot of black lights that they Mm -hmm. use in there. And so it would kind of glow. 
I like everything about this place. Like uh, if I worked there, like I imagine there's people who work there who maybe are sick of the video. <laughs> I can imagine the loop, the loop of just classic, like, like fifties sci-fi black and but white. But I trailers. guarantee there is someone there like me who absolutely loves it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and you know, drive through movie theaters, like if you're lucky enough to have one near you, they're great to go to. But, like, so many people don't have that experience. And being able to go in there, right. sit in that, you know, quote-unquote car, and just enjoy, like, the ambiance, it's really great. I really love it. I love sci-fi. I love everything about it. And, you know, to be honest with you, for a while there, the menu was suffering a little bit, and the yeah. food was not fantastic. Yep. And I still went anyway because I love that, that place so much. That theming, man, you can't get And there was one trip in all of my trips where I was like, you know what? We just the food was not great. I was like, we don't have to go there this time. And I regretted it while I was there. Mm-hmm. And, and we've done it every time since. And you know, since then they've revamped everything there. And and I love that place, lunch or dinner. Um I I can't imagine going to Disney World and not going to this place. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. All right. Let's do some honorable we're gonna do two honorable mentions uh before we get to the main event here. Honorable mention being Garden Grill. Yeah. Walk me through it. Okay, never been there. Uh Garden Grill, you know it's funny because I, I kind of fought for this to be on the list, but I understand at the same time. It does, in my mind, it has theming because living with the land is right below it. Yes. And a lot of like produce that they make is in use in the restaurant. And I really like that. And, and the, the restaurant does rotate through the ride. Yeah. And you can I think, see the restaurant from the ride. So it's almost a part of it. Yeah. So I think that that gives it enough. Honestly, come on, it's a rotating restaurant. I think right there it has enough to maybe be on the list at 10 and a half. But, um, I, I love this place. I love the food. So I know we're not talking about that, but I do love it. I used to go for the characters because my kids like love right. that. That isn't even part of it for me anymore as far as like a, a must have part. But I think Garden Grill is is kind of I, you know, I can't even say it's it's underrated because it is hard to get a reservation sometimes. For you know now. what? I, I like the fa- the characters, I think, add to the theming because Mickey is dressed as a farmer. You know, yep. like he, he really adds to the theme of it. Um, OK, the other honorable mention is Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. And folks, you know us. We tried to fit this in on the list somewhere, and we couldn't. And I I can almost hear some of our listeners out there as we're going through this list and getting to, like, number two, and it's Sci-Fi Dine-In. We've done Space 2 and Be Our Guest Sci-Fi, and I can hear someone being like, if they make Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe number one, (laughs) I swear. So, no, it is not our number one, but it is an honorable mention. Look, solely because of Sunny Eclipse. Yeah, I don't think anything else in the restaurant really stands out. No, nothing, nothing. Like the like the bay windows are kind of cool. Like, but but it is just because hey, you have an animatronic performing here, you know, in a restaurant. It's it's one of you know very few restaurants that do that. And Although if it was going to be on the list, it would have had to have been number one. So it was really honorable yeah. mention or number one. So yes, yeah. So we 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 couldn't justify it, but we did want to give a shout out to our buddy sunny eclipse uh who we love and adore on this show and uh yeah get that out there all right pete you ready for number one yep number one we are staying in hollywood studios and it is oga's cantina Ugh. this i mean we look we this was our number one it was also our number two at one point. We even talked about possibly making it number three. Like these, these top three, we we shuffled them around a bit. But Ogus Cantina, oh yeah, t- 
took the cake. And, you know, look, much like Cosmic Rays has the animatronic performance, so does Ogus Cantina. And it's got a beloved character in Captain RX-24. Yep. This is another one that is tied into the story of an of an attraction and a land. It is tied into the story of Batu. It's tied into the story of Star Tours. I mean, it really kind of hits on all levels here. I mean, as far as theming, right? Which is yes. what we're really talking about. Yes. It, could it be any better than this? No, I mean, behind the bar, you've got you've got that frog thing. Uh, yep. Y- you know, you've got the you know the the cast member, the cast members tell great jokes. Uh, I actually just was I just went there the other day. I was there with a friend and we were walking by and I said, you know, while we're walking by, I'm going to see if they're taking walk ins today. I guarantee you they're not. But I would hate myself if I didn't try. And I was like, hey, are you taking walk ins like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in. And we were wow. like, wow, OK, so, you know, standing room for walk ins, obviously. But, you know, Captain Rex spinning the tracks you know, they play a lot of classics. They play they, and there's a lot of like crowd interaction too. Like they play the cantina theme, which I love. You have that Gungan drinking song where everyone like sings along with it. Yep. Um, and then you have that moment where like where like the the hyperdrive, which I'm like, how does a cantina have hyperdrive? But the hyperdrive breaks and they have to like fix it, and the lights all go out and Rex powers down. I love it. And the guy behind the bar has to like hit with the wrench, like you know, hit it a couple times, and Rex powers back up. I love that Rex skits is out and he starts saying lines from Star Tours. Me too. They got Paul Rubens back to like, you know, bring all this together. The fact that when you're in line going to um, going on Smuggler's Run, there's a radio in that first little area where you hear Captain Rex from the cantina, like talking and and playing music. I love that. And Rex's escape pod that he crash landed on Batu in, you can find it. It's right oh, outside yeah. the droid shop. It's as you're going toward Toy Story Land, you'll find a crater in the side of a hill with a broken escape pod in there, and that is how Captain Rex arrived on Batu. And he was recovered from the wreckage by Oga, who repaired him and put him in the cantina to serve as a DJ. I always take a picture of that wreckage. I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't change. But it's just so it's so cool that like it's part of the the story. And I know I love it. And the one and when we were arg- when we were like not arguing but like discussing what whether this should be number one, I made the point that like, dude, this is like th- this this appears in like canon star wars like novels now yeah no you're right there there's a there's a there's a grand admiral thrawn darth vader story where like they have a fight in with like a bunch of insurgents in august cantina and like you can see like the blaster bolts like in the like scorch marks on the wall and like lightsaber slashes in the wall from that novel it doesn't get any cooler theming than that yeah, even even things you might not know. I mean, the doors to go into the place are yeah. very Star Wars. They are. They like whoosh. Yep. That that's a really good point. I love those doors. Okay, so you ready to hear what our friends around the world had to say? Yes. All right. Let's. Uh, you guys sounded off about this. We asked you what your favorite theming was. Not taking the um. Not taking the food into account. And you know, for the most part, you guys you guys listened to that uh, that edict. All right, so let's let's talk about it. Lara Fee says, "Be our guest. Talk about ambiance. It's so beautiful. Every time I go, I totally forget that I'm in Florida until I walk out again. You go into another world." Brett Medima says, "The restaurant inside the Mexico Pavilion on the opposite side of the spec on the opposite side of the spectrum." 
Oh, wait, he says the restaurants in the Mexico Pavilion. Period. On the opposite side of the end of the spectrum, not having a really well done Pizza Planet seems like a major miss by Disney. The one that used to be in what is now Pizza Rizzo was incredibly boring. That's very true. Like when you saw Pizza Planet, like you had an expectation, and you walked in there and you were right. like, "What?" Yep. Claudette Sharif Hockenberry says sci-fi. Michael Michael Bobichael says the Skipper Canteen has all the essentials, servers and hosts of puns, references to SEA, a secret room, and tons of props. Um, Rick Reagan says Jungle Navigation Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Just reading the things on the wall is so awesome. The fact that you have to pull the Jungle Book uh, book to get inside the secret room is pretty awesome as well. Yeah, you got you got to pull on a book to open the secret door to get into that room. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Ryan Campbell says sci-fi and prime time at uh, DHS. Be our guest in Jungle Navigation Company at Magic Kingdom. Beer Garden and San Angel Inn at Epcot. Jock's Hangar Bar and Gideon's in Disney Springs. I know not restaurants. Yep, yeah, no, they count. Gideon's is a, it's a good one. I like Gideon's. Yeah, see, it's, I wouldn't think of Gideon's because it's not a restaurant per se. But yeah, I mean, I really do want to go in there. It's neat, but like it's very small, and you're only in there for five minutes. Let me ask you a question: Like, can I go in there and just buy like a T-shirt? Yeah, but you'd have to like go into like the virtual queue. I don't even do they sell t-shirts and stuff? Yeah, of course. Gideon's has all sorts of like merchandising. Oh, okay. There's a Gideon's like over by my by my house, like on the other side of Orlando. Oh, I I know they had another location. There. Yeah, but it's not themed like that. Like it's part of like this big like 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 bizarre kind of thing. Like Okay. Like yeah, it's like an indoor like flea market almost. Like, not flea market, but it's like a bunch of small like for September, they did a um, they did a cookie that's like a lemon poppy seed, and they did a T-shirt of like the girl like with the lemon poppy seed head, and I really wanted to buy it, but oh, man, Heather was like, "I I gotta draw the line." I mean, you know, <laughs> I like right roll through T-shirts like right, like but I have more than anyone could possibly like need, and she's like, "Nope," she's like, "You don't need that." I'm like, okay. Ryan also says Narcoozies and California Grill for resort. Jessica Wiley says, "Be our guest, San Angel Inn in Beer Garden." Now, Beer Garden's a good pull, also. You know, they got that Bavarian Oktoberfest yeah. kind of thing. Not really making my top ten, but you know, yeah, me I can see why it would make some. Uh, Nathan Sonka says, "50s primetime, be our guest, and Cosmic Rays for the live music, obviously." And I agree. Nathan Dunbar says, "The Beer Garden at Epcot is great Oktoberfest year round. Also, love Boma and Animal Kingdom Lodge that looks out over the private nature preserve. That that is pretty cool." Aaron Marie says, Skipper's hands down. Jennifer Day says, be our guest. I just love to watch the snowfall. My other choice would be sci-fi dine-in. My husband loved the nostalgic views so much, he kept talking about them, so my sister got him a DVD of vintage drive-in movies for Christmas last year. When you feel like you've entered another world, the theming is spot on. And that I think that's kind of the central theme of this. Like, yep. In all of these, you feel like you've entered another world, especially our top five. Rachel Olivia Williams says, Grand Floridian Cafe just feels so comfy and homey. Uh, Brendan Gay Sullivan says, California Grill, can't beat those views. Dan Griffiths says, Sci-Fi Diner is fantastic, as is the Rainforest Cafe. I also have a soft spot for Cosmic Rays. Cheryl Pavia says, Enzo's Hideaway. Now, that that's a good pull, Enzo's Hideaway, because it's like a rum runner's tunnel. Okay. Yeah, I've never I, done that. I've been in it before. It's a lounge. It's like a prohibition era, like rum runners tunnel and like converted into a restaurant. That's pretty neat. Also, you know, I forgot about this also, but I'm going to throw it out here in the middle of, of reading Cheryl's thing. Le Cellier has a pretty cool theme with the wine cellar. But not- hey, no, listen, it's funny because when you just read that, um, that, you know, when you're in there, you forget you're in, in Disney. 
that is Le Cellier for me. Yeah. Because when I go there after a day of Epcotting and I sit down and I sit there for a little bit and I, I honestly, I do forget sometimes that I'm in Disney when I'm there. Having said that, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm in some restaurant with amazing theming, you know, even I'm, just, I'm sure there's wonderful nods throughout the restaurant. Every well, that's, why it's not, that's why it's not on the list. I'm just saying I like the right. theming. Uh, right. All right. So Cheryl's Cheryl Pavia says Enzo's hideaway, fifties, primetime sci-fi San Angel ill. In, I'm sorry, San Angel Inn and Chefs de France. Having been to Paris many times, Chef de France nails it. It's just like a Parisian bistro. Joseph Reiling says Garden Grill, especially during a character breakfast. Alexandria Vecchi- Alexandra Vecchiolia says Ohana. Amanda Moenig says 50s primetime is exactly like I walked into my great aunt's house. Libby McManus says Chef Mickey's is iconic Disney. Candy Daly says, I love 50s primetime. Kathleen Grove says, I love Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Springs. So many Indiana Jones treasures spread throughout. Sarah Coyle says, 50s primetime. Alex Boyce says, San Angel Inn. Sharon Brenzi says, Sci-Fi and Beer Garden. And Lana Sassafras Corey says, I love the theming of Be Our Guest, but the food is terrible. I love the Crystal Palace food and ambiance. Crystal Palace is pretty cool. Um, All right. So that's what our friends around the world had to say about this one. I think they kind of nailed it. Yeah, I mean, this is something we're pretty passionate about. So it's always fun to talk about yep. restaurant. I almost, it's, you know, maybe because it's the planning of Disney. And, yeah. you know, we, so many of us who, you know, you're a little bit different, you're there. So it's kind of a regular everyday thing for you. But, yeah, for but us, it's, it's pretty rare that I go to sit down restaurants. So that's true. Right. Maybe because of that, right. Yeah. Because it's so everyday for you. So for us, you know, part of our planning, part of our, like talking about Disney, it's, it's, you're not really planning what rides you're going to go on. I mean, you could talk about them, but planning your meals is such a huge part of that trip planning process. So yeah, it really 100%. does. Uh, it is something that we all love and, I, I hope I'm always weirded out when people come back and they told me they, they ate it outback. I mean, yeah. I get Listen, everyone's vacation is, you know, how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. But I, the Disney dining is such a huge part of the vacation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's something that Disney has over all the other theme parks in the area. Like, look, Universal has some attractions that rival Disney's attractions. You know, SeaWorld has roller coasters that are more intense than anything Disney has, but Disney's restaurants and food blows out everything else out of the way universal and sea world they don't even try to compete with on, i uh, will say you know what i love in universal and it's so funny because man the food is atrocious and this place is barely open yeah but universal monsters cafe oh my god i love it in there they theme out the little <laughs> yeah. sections yeah they have it like they have one section that's all like um like sci-fi like ray guns mm-hmm. I, it's they have really large dioramas of like the universal monsters it's that place is awesome yeah there's never anyone in there do you know why because the food is terrible right well i mean if you're talking if we're going to talk universal theming obviously that two harry potter quick service restaurants are are very well themed yeah they're nice and and you know it's it's a good place if you like british food uh you know also true you know the thing about the uk they it, it colonized the known world for spices and then decided they didn't want to use any of them so Right, uh, but I've had like Toad in the Hole there, or like the Banger Sandwich, and they're very good. Uh, yeah, very passable for you know being in a theme park. But there's one place in Universal though that has become my like it's the place that I will eat every time I'm there. What is that? Uh, green eggs and ham. Oh, really? Yeah, it would for for the longest time never open. Right. It just kind of yeah. sat there. It was just this big, like, green ham in the middle of Seuss Landing. But now it's a tater tot restaurant. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, no, I got the buffalo chicken. I get the buffalo chicken tater tots 
every time. They also have like pizza tater tots. They have this thing called Who Hash, which comes in like a which comes in like a commemorative like can, and it's like it's like tots with cheese with like with like ham and like a whole bunch of others. Like it, it's so good. I I really really like it. Um, but the 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 buffalo the buffalo chicken tots. I mean, it's where it's at. Like it's better than anything I can get in the Harry Potter area. So I really only go to the Harry Potter restaurants when I'm with someone who's like, I really want to go to Harry Potter. And I'm like, oh, we must. But, you know, there's... honestly, the only time I've ever really done those Potter restaurants is kind of first thing in the morning breakfast. Yeah. I mean, I'm always just kind of like, yeah, there's tater tots over there. Like, no, just saying uh, right. <laughs> tater tots have become like such a huge deal for, for me. Like, I love tater tot stuff like Friars Nook became all tater tots. And I'm like this is one of the best places. I mean, I always liked <laughs> Friars Nook because it always had something unique, like with the with the pot roast mac and cheese that it used to have that I miss dearly. But like, it's got some awesome tots. So I love it. I love I love a good tater tot. Um, how have you been doing on uh, Marvel? What if I did not watch last night? Is now I'm into the school year, so my daughter was asleep already okay. by the time I got home or going to sleep. Um, oh, you watch it as a family? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so we will watch it tonight. I think it's okay. Whatever. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Um, this week's I will tell you is like, it's like a straight up comedy. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's the party Thor, right? One. Um, it's got it's got a couple interesting things, but it's like, like it's to the point where I'm just like, this is really kind of stretching my ability to believe that this could happen in the MCU. Like, just because- I think there's things we're learning about, you know, Disney Plus streaming, and that is that some shows deserve weekly release and some shows do not. Yes, uh, like you know, Thor, Party Thor's like throwing a party, and but like Drax is there, and like Nebula's there, and I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. Like, right. I mean, at least they didn't go as far as like put Thanos there, but right, right. you know, like it, it, it just, I was, I was like, oh, every alien in, in from the MCU is here, like. You know, like like the like um the uh, Jeff Goldblum, the what was his name? In what is he? He's um the leader, or not the leader. No, the, he's not the collector. He's the other one. No, he's, uh, he's the grandmaster. Yeah, grandmaster. Like he's there, and I'm like, okay, and they, like they clearly, apparently, they like brought Jeff Goldblum in to record like three lines. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, like they must have just literally like brought the microphone onto the set of Love and Thunder and been like, hey, can you just say a couple lines? Like that's like when when you note know, like the Marvel actors that are actually back for these. Right. Like it's it's always like and then like and I'm not gonna spoil the ending for you, but like after everything it does it has an ending where you're like, wait, what? So I don't know. It's just it's just a lot. I saw Star Wars Divisions, is that what it's called? Yes, I watched the first one. Okay. What'd you, what'd you think? I, I haven't seen it yet. This is something I'll get to eventually. But this is a classic example of what I mean. Thank God they did not release this on a weekly like, basis. Week by yeah. week basis. Yeah, it no. does not. There are certain shows. Even you look at Bad Batch, which I loved, by the way. But there were so many episodes of Bad Batch. It didn't didn't have to be done like this. So Bad Batch gets better then. Because I watched the first two episodes and I was like, eh. yeah. I think the first couple are okay. I think you, when you're talking episodes like three through seven, three through eight, that's where it's a little dry. It does get better at the end. Okay. Um, but still, not everything needs a, a crazy weekly release. Yeah, I get that. I get. I you mean, know, you know they they want to just avoid like the people that like Stranger Things comes out. You get Netflix for like a week. Correct. You binge it and you leave. 
I understand. So you you have water cooler buzz for like a week. And if you look at the way that they've merchandised What If with lots of action figures, Legos, like we're really trying to push this brand, they couldn't afford to kind of have that come out and no one's talking about it now. Right. So, you know, they are kind of trying to really do this as their, you know, like a big, because it's got tons of new characters, you know, theoretically and stuff. So I, I understand why they did it. I just, I think it's okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to touch on this week? Anything else you're watching? Well, while or? we were doing the show and I made you pause, so sorry about that. Look, I got a care package from one of my buddies. I got the Halloween droid. Oh, very cool. This is the R6 witch, I guess it's called. So it's mm-hmm. a little uh, astromech with a witch's hat. I'm really happy about that. Got a bunch of those because I'm a droid nut and I'm going to break some apart and use them. Did you get the them. candy corn looking one from a couple of years ago? Yeah, back? I have that one. Yep. And I also got my spork. Oh, your spork from uh, Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Yep. I heard they were selling those now. So when you when you see the spork there for seven or eight bucks, whatever this costs, 12 bucks, I don't even yeah. remember. And you're like, who is getting that? It's me. It's you. Yeah. I'm the person that was like, I'll get a spork. No, I don't wonder who's getting that because I know who's getting it. Everybody. Oh, yeah? Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, people love those. I sports. felt like I was a little crazy. So No, no. A lot of people have been getting the sporks. I've heard from a couple of my friends. They're like, oh, yeah, I bought the spork. And I'm like, really? Like I, I'm so excited about it. It's you know we used to just get them with our meal, but then people got, couldn't be trusted because they were stealing them. Yep, well, of course. Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, anything else to to talk about? No, All that's right. it. Now, without any further ado, uh... that's gonna do it for two minutes in the mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. We love having you guys here, and we love bringing you guys the Disney news and e-taking attractions every single week. And we're happy to be back on a more regular schedule uh, as we've been for the last couple of months, folks. If you love your buddy Peter Mandel. Check them out over at Rogue Comics in uh, 105 North Union Avenue, Rogue Comics at Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, uh, where you can find all of Pete's awesome merch and go to RogueComics.com with a link to Pete's eBay store where he's always got Disney stuff up there. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise, Universal Orlando, or any other Disney or Universal-owned property, our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel has got you covered. So reach out to him, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Um... And of course, if you need to rent a Cripper Stroller in the Orlando area, our buddies at Kingdom Strollers will deliver the Cripper Stroller of your dreams right to your Disney resort. And folks, for me, the Morty Monster YouTube channel is up and running. We are at youtube.com slash Morty Monster. We're on Instagram as Morty Monster and Friends. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Morty Monster and TikTok as Morty Monster and Friends. So check them out. You know, we're always having Disney adventures. We're going to be going to New York Comic Con next month. Yeah, uh, you know, lots of fun stuff going on there, and of course, my books available in audiobook format, ebook format, and paperback. You can always find those on Amazon. The Rossinanti series, R O S I N A N T I, and uh, yeah, have a look, leave a like and a review, and uh, you know, thanks for the support. All right, folks, uh, that does it for another week. Pete, any closing words? I'll see you next week, Kat. See you next week, buddy. Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men the mouse so there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day there's a great big beautiful tomorrow just a dream away if you're standing please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open if this concludes your visit we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.